With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Monday, June 11, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado. We are back again on this Monday. We are ready to discuss the world of sports with you with a dose of common sense, maybe just a touch of sarcasm. I hope that you enjoyed your weekend. You know, it wasn't a great weekend in sports. We have officially hit the drought in sports. Hey, what can I say? It's just that time of year. I can't help it. I can't fix it. But never fear. We here at The Daily Dose, we've got something for you. We're going to still keep you entertained. We're not going to have you just sitting here having to listen to what happened in baseball over the weekend. I'm not going to do that crap to you. We're going to make sure that we keep you entertained. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, let us know maybe what you'd like to hear us talk about. Maybe you have a take. Maybe you have a suggestion. Whatever it might be, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com. Or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Maybe you have a list you would like us to throw together. Maybe you have a Daily Dose Top 5 that you would like to hear. Maybe you just have an angle you would like us to discuss. Make sure that you hit us up. We would love to hear from you. But today, on this Monday, I've got something a little bit different for you. Because today, here on the Daily Dose, we are joined by longtime friend of the show, Big Rob comes into the Daily Dose studios to discuss a number of different things, and I'm going to have to keep him here for a while because we have a lot of things to discuss. Big Rob, thank you for stopping by. We do appreciate you being here. It's good to be here. Good to be back on the Dose. Well, you know, there are a few things we want to talk, but I'll tell you this up front. I did want to bring Rob on to discuss the World Cup because Rob actually knows soccer. Rob actually understands soccer. He actually gets soccer. He actually watches soccer. Now, I'll watch a little soccer. World Cup is perfect for me because I don't have to dip my foot too far into the pool. It's just enough. I can't watch week to week. I Like, I'll watch a little bit of the Premier League. I'll watch a little bit of La Liga. I can't get into it too much. You actually pay attention. You you understand the sport. You I do. The sport. I do. I played it. I understand it. Um, and I do watch it. I'm excited for the uh, for the World Cup. Looking forward to it. Yeah, the World Cup is fun. It's kind of like the Olympics. Like, there's some, you know, there's some excitement there. You definitely have some some patriotism there. You have a different look than it is when it's a league. Like, this is different. Right. And uh, like you said, Olympics, because uh, you got storylines, um, yeah. like uh, for Panama, for example, first time making the tournament. So, you know, just kind of a, a background or a backstory line that you can follow that kind of adds a little bit to it, like the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that aspect of it. We are not just going to talk World Cup, though. In fact, I, I might have to hold on to Rob here because I've got a number of questions 
for Rob, I've got a number of things I want to discuss. I want to talk a little NFL. I do want to talk a little bit about the NBA. And you know, we just might have to play a quick game with Big Rob while we've got him here. We are going to get to all of it when we get back. Okay, so the big news over the weekend was the fact that we saw our 13th Triple Crown winner, Justify, wins the Belmont Stakes, picks up the Triple Crown. I didn't know if it was going to happen. I had no idea, especially when I saw it ended up being sunny. It ended up being hot. It ended up being a dry track. I didn't know if it was going to happen. Justify wins. Hey, we witnessed history. I know it doesn't seem like history, but we witnessed some history. Did you watch it all? Did you watch any of the horse racing over the weekend? I did not, well, but um, I saw the highlight. Though, at, so at, yeah, at the end of the day, it's yeah, just horses running around. Yeah. But since we have Rob here, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. I thought we'd play a little game today. Here's what we want to do. I am going to throw out a horse name. You're going to tell me, is it a real horse racing name or did I just make it up? Okay. You're going to tell me true or false. Is that an actual horse's name or did you just make that up? I've got a few here. We're going to see if you can maneuver through. Let's see. I've got, uh, I've got 10 of them here. Okay. I'm ready. You think, you think you can get through these? All right. It's, it's, hey, it's not going to be easy. I'll, I won't even lie to you. It's not going to be easy. Okay. Uh, first horse on the list. Is this a real horse that has raced at some point? Or is, and, and I know you could probably go, there, oh, I found a horse by that name, but I, I've got a few here that I made up, okay? Okay. First horse on the, on the list, Lewinsky. Is Lewinsky a real horse, or did I just make that one up? Oh, I'm going to go make up. Went make up. Went make up. I am sorry on that one. Lewinsky is an actual horse. We did find Lewinsky, and I believe Lewinsky actually ran in a few big time races. So, Lewinsky, I'm sorry you missed that one. Next one up, we have Cafeteria Meatloaf. Is Cafeteria Meatloaf a real horse, or did I make that one up? I'm going to go made up again. It's got to be. <laughs> that's, that's made up. Yes, you did You did get that one right. Cafeteria Meatloaf, as far as I know, is not a real horse. Back on track. Yes, you're back on track. All right, next one up is the horse by the name of You're My Boy Blue. You're my boy, Blue! Is that a real racehorse or no? I'm going to say real. If that, it's not, it should be. It's You absolutely got that one. You're my boy, Blue. Comes in as an actual horse. Okay, I'm going to give you a different one here. Let's go with Future Glue. Is Future Glue a real horse or did I make that one up? Uh, I'm going to say that's real. I made that one up. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to break that one to you. That's a that's a tough name. Like if you do ride that horse and like you find yourself on a horse named Future Glue, your ride might not go that well. But uh, yeah, I went ahead and made that one up. I've got another one for you here. Let's see if this one is made up. If this one is true or false, uh, Trump Buster. Trump Buster real or is that a fake one? Uh, that's a fake one. I did make that one up. Okay, you got you got that one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one. We'll challenge you a little bit here. How about bodacious tatas? Bodacious tatas real, or is that one fake? Uh, I'm gonna say fake. That's actually a real one. Bodacious tatas was actually a pretty good horse. They actually ran a little bit. Yeah, like I know, I know. You would think I made that. I see. I'm telling you, this is not an easy game. If tough. you're if you're scoring this at home. This is not easy. This is tough. Yeah, this is tough. Okay, I've got uh, I've got a couple here for you. 
Uh, what about Maker Bayfield? <laughs> Speaking of you're my boy blue, is Maker Bayfield a real horse or a fake horse? Fake horse. I have made that one up. <laughs> Good call on that one. You totally got away with that one because, yeah, I, I did make that one up. But I'm telling you right now, I've got a couple coming here for you, and they're not going to be easy. Okay. First one up. Chowder Cannon. <laughs> uh, let's go real. Let's go real. <laughs> Made up Chowder Cannon. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that means, but it just sounded good. <laughs> chowder Cannon is is made up. I don't I don't know how to to break that, but uh yeah, that one is not real. I actually made that one up. All right. <laughs> final final horse in our in our contest here. Uh, little uh, can you can you spot the fake horse? Final one touched by autism. We'll go fake on that one. It's real. <laughs> I wish it were not real. I would feel better if it were not real. Somebody named that horse touched by autism. And I don't know what to say about that. I don't really know how to feel about that, but it's totally true. Okay, so while we have Rob here, we're not actually going to talk horse racing this whole time, believe it or not. I know that's uh, highly entertaining, but we're actually going to skip away from the horse racing because everyone that especially is not white stopped watching that sport back in like the 20s. <laughs> like Nobody watches that. But speaking of which, I was watching the Belmont Stakes, and I'm just looking at the crowd. That is a group of hideous human beings right there. <laughs> like The D-bag quotient there is super high. <laughs> Like all these rich, spoiled brat kids, bunch of trust fund kids. Okay, I'm not I'm not talking about horse racing anymore. Okay, well let's get down to business. You know, Rob, you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan. First and foremost, how does it feel? You're the Super Bowl champions. Can you believe this? Super Bowl champions. It's uh, it's amazing. Um didn't think it would happen, but it's it feels good. Feels good. We get to uh, say that for the entire season. Hey, don't say it until someone else is crowned. Yeah, I'm telling no, you right now, season. keep saying it. When you are watching that game, where were you at when you watched the game? Uh, I was at my parents' house. Okay. Watched at my parents' house. What's the feeling when that last pass goes incomplete and you guys are actually a champ? I mean, what do you do? Um, it was a little bit of disbelief at first. I mean, yeah. just can't really believe it. Have to double check. No right. flags. Yes. Make sure. Did we really get it? And then, yeah, once we did, just uh, complete, complete happiness, just complete joy. It's funny because I know a few people that are Eagles fans, and I know for the most part, like you're not, there's not, there will be now. You haven't experienced this as much yet, but there will be bandwagon Eagle fans. But there hasn't been because there, that's a hard luck team for the most part. It's not like people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to jump on the Eagles bandwagon. You guys have a tough history. Now you're going to start getting some of that. But see, I remember back in the late 90s when Denver got their first Super Bowl. And when they actually won, and John Mobley knocks down the pass, and they actually get the win, I remember just sitting there stunned. Like, there wasn't the jumping up and down. There wasn't the celebration. It was like, I can't talk. Like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, is this real? Like, you just, yeah, you just kind of, you know, take a couple minutes, just like I said, to make sure, and then, you know, it slowly sinks in. And then even a couple days after, you just, you really can't believe it. But uh, but we are Super Bowl champions. Well, and especially, like I said, the way you won it. To lose your starting quarterback, to go get the backup guy, a guy that was talking about retiring. He was saying he might give it up for Foles to come in, lead you guys to a championship, to beat 
the Patriots, to beat them the way that you did, there were so many things at play in that Super Bowl. There was It was such a bizarre, cool game that you saw Tom Brady, like he drops the ball and the Eagles come back and say, you know what? I'll bet we can do that. Yeah. This is how that should go. Yes. Yes. And falls. That's, that's amazing. Like that's so cool to look back now and say, I can't believe it worked out that way. That's so amazing. Now I have to ask you this question because for those of you who don't know, if you don't know, big Rob, Rob actually attended West Virginia for a while. You were a West Virginia guy, played some collegiate soccer at West Virginia. Yes. As a West Virginia guy, as an Eagles fan, how did you celebrate? What did you burn? How much of your house is still left? Is there any uh, couches out in the yard that caught fire? Uh, there is not. Like I said, that was part of the reason that I watched it at my parents' house after after thinking about it. And I didn't want to get caught in that rush right. of emotion. Yes. And uh, drag my couch out on the lawn. And, Good. Um, obviously, I wouldn't do that at my parents' house. So uh, everything is intact. Nothing Nothing was burned. So you laid pretty low. Like you took it all in stride. I did. That's I did. good. That's impressive. I promise you that's the first time that's ever happened between an Eagles fan and a West Virginia fan. Something's going up in smoke that night. The fact that you didn't do it is very, very impressive. How are the Eagles going to look this year? You you return Carson Wentz. What's that going to look like this year? Uh, I think we'll be good again going into it. Like I said, we're uh, bringing back pretty much everybody. Yeah, the division itself, you know, I don't think anybody really got better than us. No, I don't think they did either. Um, so I yeah, think you I mean, guys are us, prime. Yeah, I see us going yeah, right back in there, right back to the Super Bowl. Looking at the NFC, you've got the Rams. I suppose the Rams are going to possibly be in the hunt this year. You've got the Vikings going and getting Kirk Cousins. That looks like your competition, doesn't it? Yeah, those two. Um, like I said, Rams, um, they've done a lot of signing in the offseason, but I still think they're fairly new. It is a good coach down there, but I just still think they're a season or two away. Well, and it's always different when you have all these players come in and you try to just mix them in. That doesn't just, oh, we just stir it up and it's just all good. You have to learn how to play with each other. You have to understand how chemistry works. You have to understand everybody doesn't know their assignments. There's a lot of volatile guys on that Rams roster. Yeah, and last season was the season, I mean, the first time they've, you know, really been good yes. in a while. So, I mean, you know, we can't read too much into it. Like I said, I think, you know, they're on the way up, but, you know, I wouldn't say they've arrived yet. No, I, I would not say that at all. In fact, we've got it. They've kind of got to prove it. And it is always different. And I know that I probably talk about that a lot on the dose, but it's always different when you're playing with house money and when there's expectations, mm-hmm. especially for young guys. Because young guys, you know, even the Jared Goffs of that world are looking at it saying, hey, this year we're supposed to go like 11 and 5, 12 and 4. We're supposed to contend for a Super Bowl. You never know how young guys are going to react to that situation. Right. And in the meantime, in offseason, you know, everyone scouted them. You've got more game tape on them now. So, you know, the little bit of surprise, you know, where they are better than they are. Like I said, now everyone's had a season to watch the tape and, you know, prepare for them a little different. So, you know, it's it's not going to be... Um, as easy as it was last season. No, and it's kind of the same thing with Minnesota because you look at Kirk Cousins going there. That looks on paper like that should be a great matchup. Hey, Kirk Cousins has never won anything. We don't have any idea what he's going to do with expectations like that. And it is Super Bowl or bust for them. Right, and just for Kirk Cousins himself, I mean, the pressure, all the money they paid for him. I mean, he's in there to win the Super Bowl. So anything short of that, you know, it's not going to cut it for Minnesota. And so that just, you know, him as a player added pressure that he's facing. Yeah, and pressure that he hasn't faced before. Because when he was in Washington, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, you get to the playoffs. Maybe. Right. 
That's not what he's facing this year. No. It yes, is Super Bowl, and it's not just Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl win yes. or bust. <laughs> yeah, very, very different. I think the Eagles are sitting actually in a very advantageous spot. They bring back everyone, and not only do they bring back everyone, they bring back a hungry Carson Wentz that is saying, hey, I was a part of this, yes. remember? Yes, I'm still a guy. I'm still supposed to be the guy. Yes, and I think that's a huge aspect of it. Because of that, it's all different. It's not just, oh, we're trying to repeat. No, you're not. Carson Wentz isn't looking at it as repeating. Carson Wentz is saying, hey, I'm going out and trying to win one because yep. he hasn't won one yet. True. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a huge advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think you guys are in a very, very good spot. One thing, and I, I don't want to dwell just on the NFL. Obviously, we brought you in here to, to talk some World Cup. We're going to get to that. Is there a team out there this year in the NFL, because last year there were a lot of people that picked Philly to be at the bottom of the East, or, or maybe they might, you know, kind of be 500 and they surprise everyone. They go to the playoffs, they win the whole thing. Is there a team that you can think of out there this year that maybe could be that surprise kind of team that similar to that? I'm trying to think of a team that's out there right now. I'm not sure of a surprise team. Um, I always have to mention, um, I've been saying this a couple of years, the Steelers. I don't understand why. Oh, they're so they talented. Not, yeah, I mean, they're, they're talented, so talented and they still haven't put it together. And so no. that's a team that probably for the last three seasons I've said, I mean, you feel like they should be in there. You look at their roster, yes. they should be in there in the end. And for some reason that they can just never quite put it together. Yeah. And when you look at them on paper, they are every year you just go, oh my goodness, they're so talented at so many different positions. They have, you could make a case just offensively running back, wide receiver, quarterback, you could make a case they have the three best guys in the league. Yep. They never do anything. They never put it together. Yeah. Is it Mike Tomlin? What what is it? It's tough to say. I yeah. mean, it seems like it's a good coach. I mean, just around the league. I mean, you know, people speak highly of him. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just mind blowing to me. Like I said, the past three seasons, I feel like they should be in the mix and for whatever reason they just can't can't put it all together. I'm gonna say it's Joey Porter Karma. I, that, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just saying somehow, some way, Joey Porter being involved somehow with that franchise. I'm just going to say this somehow goes back on him going out on the field, acting like an idiot. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, one team I wonder, and speaking of expectations, I want to see how this team reacts, but a team like San Francisco, I do want to see what they're going to look like. I think they still have a lot of holes as good as they started to look down the stretch last year, and they were pretty impressive, but they do still have a lot of holes in that roster. I wonder what they're going to do with expectations now with, with Jimmy Garoppolo and that whole thing. They've filled a few spots. They still have a lot of spots they haven't filled, and I know expectations are getting higher and higher. Yeah, well, we kind of mentioned it before with the Rams. I put them kind of in the same boat with them. Yep. Um, you know, made a lot of improvements, but again, another year on the tape. Again, probably maybe two seasons out, you know, before they really arrived. You know, definitely on the uptick, but still a couple seasons. You know, while we have you here, and I know we're, we're going to get soccer eventually, I promise. I, I guarantee we will. We do need to discuss the NBA Finals just a little bit. We are going to discuss the NBA Finals right after this. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you've got any shopping to do, you might want to head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose, where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. June's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Colossal, because remember, size matters. And June's Loot Crate theme is featuring colossal characters with larger-than-life collectibles and gear that you just can't find anywhere else. Trust us, it will be big. It features items from Godzilla, Marvel Comics, Ghostbusters, and Jurassic Park, but the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, be sure to enter Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order, just as a little thank you for you listening to the Daily Dose 
every single day. Okay, while we have Rob here, and I promise we're going to eventually get to some World Cup soccer, you know, we just have, we have some things we want to discuss while he's here, while we have him right now. But Rob, over the weekend, we did see the Golden State Warriors complete their sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it wasn't a very pretty game four. That got ugly pretty quick. Golden State just has so much. And I don't know what to make at Cleveland. Were they just outclassed? Did they quit in that last game? I don't know what that was. Um, I think they actually quit after the first game. I think they really needed that one. You yeah. had the whole JR overtime, miss free throw, Oof. whoever you want to blame for that. And, yeah. you know, even though they still had to play the rest of the games, I mean, that's one that you really needed to have. Yep. And I just I honestly don't think they ever recovered from that. You know, I'm kind of torn on what's going to happen with LeBron. There's part of me that thinks he's going to take a one-year deal. He's going to stay. There's part of me that is he's looking at that roster and saying, hey, this has some holes in it. This has some flaws in it. But I look around the league, and I don't know that I see anything that inviting for him to go to. I don't know if there's a team out there, unless he's going to go join one of these so-called already super teams. I don't know that there's anybody out there that you say, well, hey, there's the spot. There's where he's going to go. Is there anyone that stands out to you that, that he could end up at? I do think he's going to leave. Um, I'm not sure where he's going to go. I think he wants to stay in the East. Yeah, I think he does too. Probably should stay in the East. Correct. He can keep a streak going of, you know, consecutive finals games. Yep. Maybe Philly. Maybe yeah. he stay goes to Philly. Like you said, I can't see him, you know, joining up with a power team, you know, going to West, to Houston, or even, you know, LA. And it's kind of like a kind of a catch twenty two with LeBron because he is such a good player. But like you said, you can't really, you know, if you like take for Houston for example, would you put him with that team? You know, a lot of things have to shift. Yeah, um, that's going to change their roster a lot. They figured out how to play with James Harden, how to play with Chris Paul together. If you add a third guy there, hey, there's three guys that want to dominate the basketball. You're going to have to have either some ego step aside, or you're going to have to have some kind of weird system. And I know you would always rather have more talent than less. Like every single time. But you're putting a lot of, I don't know, chefs in the kitchen on that one. I don't know if that's going to work. Right. And like I said, just because the player he is, like I said, because, he, you know, the passing, the dom, he's not just like a scorer. So it's kind of no. easier in those situations where, you know, you can just put a guy on the team, you know, like Melo, they thought he would be. At right. Oklahoma, where you could put him in, your, you know, your job is just to score, which LeBron does so much. Like I said, it's, it's kind of tough to mix him. So, you know, in a way he could be, you know, he might want to stay and, you know, try to bring in some talent you know, like a scorer. Because like I said, just when you look back at their team, I mean, they really didn't have a number two, I would say. I mean, who's the second best guy on Cleveland? Yeah, it's probably Kevin Love. But my problem with Kevin Love, and I do think he comes in, I think it is so hard to figure out how to play with LeBron. Mm -hmm. And I think that he has kind of found some spots to do that. I think he still struggles very much with that. It is almost that, hey, always be ready. You might never be called on. But hey, when you are, you, you better be ready. Like you better knock it down. And I think that's really, really tough. But the problem with Kevin Love is it dude just can't stay healthy. True. He's always banged up. True. And he's not a big scorer, like you said, really. Cause if you think back when uh, LeBron went to Miami, you know, the big three, yeah. you got LeBron, D Wade, who can score. And then Bosch was the third member of that, but you right. know, kind of laid back, which is in the Kevin Love role. And when you see when they won in Cleveland, when Kyrie was there, you know, you got LeBron, Kyrie, Kyrie. can get his yeah. points. And then Love is kind of the third person. That's so like I said, when Kyrie left, you know, and even when they kind of switched teams up, Cal, you know, Cleveland switched yeah. up with the trade, you know, they really didn't have like a score. And right. Like, they skipped the two. Right. And then Caleb was the three. One and the three, right. Yeah. yeah and you <laughs> they just didn't don't have, have a guy that, that can score. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know, is there a guy on that roster that could develop into that too? Because if there is, I don't know that I see it. I mean, uh, Jordan Clarkson, I, I don't, I don't see him being as the next, the next guy in line. They would almost have to go get someone to come to Cleveland. 
Yeah, I think, like I said, LeBron's dream scenario probably because I think, you know, part of him wants to stay because he is there. There was a way to uh, bring Kawhi from San Antonio. Sure. And you've got one. That's you know, the one. Kawhi could get his points. And, you know, Kawhi's a good, you know, all-around player as well. Yeah. And then, like I said, you've got Kevin Love there, the third, uh, you know, as the third piece. So, like I said, if they can bring in, you know, a quality score, you know, I think they would have a chance and he could stay there. I don't know what Kawhi Leonard's going to do. And I don't know what San Antonio's going to do with him. That's a strange situation, too. That's really said, weird. Yeah, because, you know, Pop is probably one of the most respected, you know, yeah. coaches there and seems to be some kind of a strange rift that hasn't quite fixed for some reason. So strange because he's such, like, when you look at Kawhi Leonard, if you were just writing on paper, you'd say, Okay, of all the teams he would fit. Oh, San Antonio. Like, that's that's the spot. Putting him in at Cleveland feels really, really weird. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that would be the fit. But I don't I don't have any idea. If you're San Antonio, you figure out a way to fix that. I don't know what you have to do. You figure out a way. He is way too talented of a player. Yes, you have to. Yeah, you to can't let, him, let go. him go. Yeah, you've got to figure out something. You know, you are a Houston Rockets fan. Mm-hmm. That had to be a little bit rough because that was starting to look... Like, Houston is going to get this thing. Houston is going to beat the champs. It was there. The table was set. Chris Paul goes down with a hamstring injury. Everything changes. Yeah, like I said, we were right there. Um, You know, all, I, I mean, every game. I mean, you know, it was in yes. there. Like I said, even, you know, some of the games were blowouts. But, I mean, you know, initially, like I said, they can score with them. They're, you know, kind of built like uh, Golden State. You know, lots of threes, lots of shooters. But, like I said, I think uh, Chris Paul getting hurt, you know, right there at the end, you know, really couldn't. Really couldn't replace that. And they're not a deep team, really. I mean, it's really, you know, the starting five. That's right. That's where you're getting most of the points from. Yep. Um, and so like I said, they just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't replace him when he went down. No. And they totally, Mike D'Antoni totally adjusted his rotation. He went seven deep. He said, I'm not going any more than seven right. deep. If you were eight and on, yeah, you're a cheerleader because he wasn't playing anyone. He said, I'm going seven deep and we're going to see if we're good enough. It ended up wearing on Chris Paul. So as Houston, because I'm looking at that Houston Rockets team and I'm going, they're not that far off. Do they go get another piece? Is there anyone out there they could go add that they could maybe bring into that mix and give them another guy? Eric Gordon played okay at times in that series. Mm -hmm. He looked like maybe, maybe he's a third or a fourth option. Clint Capella can be very, very dangerous, especially when he is tuned in and going. He can affect things at both ends of the floor. I don't know. I looked at the Rockets and said, man, they're not that far off. They're right there. I just don't think LeBron fits for them. No. Yeah. Like you said, I think, you know, Houston would probably want to get another score itself. Maybe Paul George. I don't know if he's. Yeah. Well, he can score a little bit mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That's um, not a bad option. Cause I think they need, just like I said, a little bit, a little bit more, you know, firepower. Like I said, Chris Paul can do his thing. Harden, obviously. And like I said, if they can get another, a third score, I'm going um, to give you an option with, you know, Golden State at this point. I'm going to give you an option. Okay. For your Houston Rockets. Carmelo Anthony. Pass. <laughs> Barely got the E out of Anthony on that comment, and he was already passing. You don't want Carmelo Anthony at all, and I understand it because people don't think of Houston, especially Mike D'Antoni teams, as being pretty good defensively. They were pretty good defensively this year, yet Melo's going to screw that up completely. So much for your defense if he comes to town. That's not going to happen. But I don't know. I looked at that Houston series and said, man, they are not far off at all. They're really, really close. Here's a question that I have for you. And <laughs> and you know what? We've ended up taking this whole show. and We've talked NFL. We've talked NBA. We haven't gotten to a single thing or World Cup. We're going to. I swear, we're going to get to the World Cup. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. But are the Golden State Warriors good or bad for the NBA? 
Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to say um, good. I'm going to say good for the NBA. You've got a team. Can Are we are we saying dynasty now, I guess? Yeah, I think we have three to. What, three years? out of four? Yeah. yeah, I think we have three to. Three out of four. Um, I think it is good for the league. Like I said, it uh, changes the league a little bit. You know, more of a focus on passing, shooting, you know, more fundamentals. So I think it's a good team. Um, like I said, it's, you know, everyone basically is trying to beat Golden State, Um, you know, adjusting their rosters and, and trying to figure out a way to compete with them. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that they are good for the league because you're either tuning in because you want to see them or you're tuning in because you want to see them lose. Either way, you're tuning in. TV ratings are still pretty solid. And I know that was a sweep. I know that the Cavs weren't the best matchup. Is this crazy to think Boston might have been a better matchup? I just don't. Boston didn't have enough talent. I mean, I think it would have been similar. Yeah, I I think it ends up the same way. Just just too much power. Like I said, I think it is bad if we were to get Golden State. Cleveland again. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Don't like keep seeing, you know, I don't like that same matchup. Right. Unless they add some pieces. Yeah. I think we've seen that enough. You know, the thing that I really like about Golden State, and I probably talk about this way too much on the dose, but I love the style that they play in because if you're just watching, you're not seeing all the ISO stuff. You're not seeing the walk it up pounded in the post. You're seeing movement. You're seeing cutting. You're seeing not aggressive defense, but you're seeing intelligent defense. You're seeing guys play unselfishly with the basketball. That aspect of it, I love the fact that the Warriors are bringing that to kids that see that and say, hey, it's okay for me to make the cool pass just as much as it is okay for me to make the big dunk or make the big shot. I love the unselfishness that they play with. I can't see how that could possibly be a bad thing for this next generation to watch. Yeah, and it's just fun to watch just, you know, Regard like not, even if you're you're not even a basketball fan, like yeah. I mean you tune it on. I mean you've got Curry, you know, stepping across mid court, throwing up threes. Like I said, constant moving, passing. Uh, it's just you know it's just a fun fun brand to watch. It is, and I I love that part of it. So I I'm with you. I think the Warriors are actually good for it because I do think it brings in people to view it. I think there are people probably that don't even care about basketball that'll at least turn it on and say. Well, I'll watch it and, and see what happens. And I might not even understand what I'm looking at. But when you watch the style that they play with, I think that the Golden State Warriors are so much fun in that respect because they share the ball, they move, they cut. You see a lot of, it's almost old school, 80s kind of basketball. True. And um, probably be that way for the next couple of years at least. That's yeah. the thing. They're not going anywhere, no. are they? Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson can go somewhere. He's not going anywhere, I don't think. No, I wouldn't think so. I think he loves the fact that he does not have to be the guy. He's a he's a way better defender than people give him credit for or that people pay attention to because when you think of the Warriors, you think of the scoring. He's an amazing shooter, obviously. I don't know that he's that great off the bounce, but he's at least enough to be a threat where you have to at least defend him. I think Clay Thompson is in the absolute perfect spot. Okay, here's a question I'll pose to you. Most valuable player of the NBA Finals goes to Kevin Durant. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, would you have given it to Durant? Uh, I would say Curry. See, I did too. Yeah, I, I think, said I would have gave it to Steph. I think he really makes that team move. Um, I do too. Like I said, his range over the past couple years, he can drive the lane now. So I think he's really the guy, you know, that makes that team go. I mean, you know, KD's great, obviously, um, a great player. But like I said, I think the real MVP on that team is Curry, in my opinion. I do too. And especially watching those finals. And I know that he had the game three that he really struggled. He just couldn't find it. But games one and games two, not only was he knocking down the shots, but he makes them go with his passing, with his intelligence, sometimes bizarrely with his defensive play. I can't believe I'm saying this. I saw Steph Curry a few times 
keep LeBron from getting to the basket. What, what is going on? Steph Curry can't defend anyone. And it wasn't that he did anything great. You know what he did? He kept his feet in front of him. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Yep. Made him work for the shot. Yes. Hey, shoot the fadeaway. Shoot the 18-20 footer. But you're not getting the dunk. And I'm going to stand here and hold my ground. And just that alone, to me, I looked at Steph Curry and said, I, I don't know. I think he might be the MVP. It feels like, and like I said, a lot of times, you know, uh, the Warriors, they'll make that third quarter run. And it always seems like, you know, it's Curry. Like, you know, hit yep. a couple threes, drives the lane once. And then, you know, you know, once he's stepping back, just kind of throwing up, you know, halftime doesn't even look like a shot. But once oh, he know. throws up one of those, then you, the writing's kind of on the wall. That just kind of opens the floodgates for them. And, yep. you know, everybody starts hitting. Next thing you know, they, you know. On a 14-2 run. Exactly. And they get on those 14-2 runs and you're sitting there just going, okay, this is a five or six point game. If we can win this, wait, we're down by 20. What just happened? Right. And it's that fast. And so much of it does come from Steph Curry. Rob, uh, I've got a favor to ask you. All right. We haven't gotten to any soccer whatsoever, but we have uh, knocked out 30 minutes and I think we probably should let our listeners go here. Uh, are you good to hold on and, and, and maybe continue with us uh, for a Tuesday show? Yes. yes. Okay. I'll, I'll so put in some overtime. So, <laughs> We're going to be paying Rob time and a half here right now. Hey, we still have a full week packed with more Daily Dose from you. We will be keeping you up on the latest and greatest in sports news this week. Got a lot of things to discuss, but we've got a lot more things to talk about with Big Rob here. You know, the World Cup is coming this week. It's going to be entertaining. And I know you might be sitting there going, oh, it's soccer. I'm not going to be entertained. You're going to have to trust me. It's going to be entertaining. And believe it or not, we may eventually get to that subject here on this next show because we didn't get to it at all. But we had to talk some NFL. We had to talk some NBA. We had to do those things. Never fear. We'll talk World Cup tomorrow on the show. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to the Daily Dose on your Monday. For all of you that share the show, it is very, very appreciated. Make sure that you subscribe to the Daily Dose wherever you listen. Just click that little follow or subscribe button. Hey, I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. Thanks to Big Rob for stopping by. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Monday.